The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. It is December 11th in this year, 2020. This is the Wrestling Inc. podcast, and I swear to God, we didn't coordinate this tonight. We just happen to both be wearing blue shirts. (laughs) He's the blueprint, Matt Morgan. I'm Glenn Rubenstein. I don't don't have a blue nickname. Maybe I should get one. Here we are. Face to face. Yes. Uh, To talk about SmackDown on Fox. Uh, We were remarking before we started the show tonight, the show was breezy. It moved. Easy. Very easy watch tonight. Uh, There's just something to these two-hour shows in general. I mean, on one side of it, you'll have AEW that's two hours long, and sometimes I feel they try to cram too much in. Every match has like a run-in, or there's a segue into something else, which is, you know, it's no secret. It's my favorite show on TV, but that's a a pitfall of their show. Uh, But by the same token, then you watch SmackDown, that's two hours long, and I keep arguing two hours is the perfect timed-out show to watch a wrestling program. I think two hours is just enough. And SmackDown's a good example um, of how you time out a show, how you string it together, um, and try to keep it crescendoing along the entire episode. It's not an easy task, but a three-hour show, dude, that is an impossible Mount Everest task. Well, I'll even go a step further. Think about this. Um, Movies in film, when did every movie become three hours? Remember when we were growing up? Like a movie was 90 minutes? Yeah. Hour and a half. That's what they were. Yep. Occasionally, hour 45, maybe, and it was the prestige films. Oh, this is going to be nominated for an Oscar. It's two hours and seven minutes long. What a long movie. Right. Yeah, I do remember this. Yeah. Yeah. And now that every movie's three hours long, it's just kind of like, you really better have a good story. I don't watch movies. I feel like such a, I don't know, hermit. No, I'm with you. That's what I watch the least of because it's a time commitment. But we know with TV, it's a half an hour. If it's an hour, it's done. And then... I don't know about you. When I was a kid, I could tell you there were like two movies I ever walked out on. As an adult, more every year, more and more, we start you, watching movies and we just stop watching in the middle. You watched one good movie that was shocked that you walked out on, but in your defense, you went to go watch Kings of Comedy instead, which was a good selection. Wait, you're saying Coyote Ugly was a movie I shouldn't have walked out of? I didn't think it was bad. Okay, I didn't think it was. A, I don't <laughs> think it's a walkout worthy movie. No. I was just not feeling it. I was just like, you know what? I'd rather see Kings of Comedy. This one was new, but I knew who Bernie. I knew who a lot of the comedians were from Def I mean, Comedy Jam. To, to to go through the process. Oh, Def Comedy Jam was awesome, by the way. Um, oh, absolutely. To, to to go through the process of driving to the movies, getting your popcorn, getting your soda, getting whatever, sitting down, dressed up slightly, halfway dressed up, let's say. Sure. And then just to get up and walk out. Well, not to leave the theater. I mean, let me be clear. It's not like the process is, I am so disgusted. I am going home and writing a sternly worded letter to Hollywood. That's not the type of walkout. It was like, you know, there's <laughs> nine other movies showing at this multiplex. Maybe yeah. another film showing here will speak to me more than this crappy one that I'm seeing or this one that's not catching my attention. That's all yeah. I'm saying. 
And, uh, you know, but in, here's something you don't hear me normally say. Enough with the segues. We got SmackDown to talk about tonight uh, because uh, it was a good show. And I think we should get into it. And we opened with Sasha Banks for her TLC contract signing with Carmella. Uh, the sommelier, Carmella's got a sidekick. He brings her uh, bottle service and champagne. And uh, he sent her to the ring tonight to conf uh, get... Sasha's boss. Uh, I like that she signed it with a boss stamp. That was a good, uh, good nod there. Uh, very businessy. Um, but they ended up uh, facing off over the screen, setting up the main event for tonight, saying like, "Hey, let's do this tonight for the title." Um, we knew there wasn't going to be a clean ending because they've still got the match for TLC. But I really like them bookending this show around Sasha and Carmella. Me too. And. I can't remember the last time we had women's matches bookend an episode of SmackDown. Normally, it's oh, like Roman. Sasha and her best friend. Um, Bailey. Definitely had to have. Definitely. That, that I'm sure was, they did. That was a straight-up fire angle. It had to have been. Um, but, yeah, this was a very well-bookended show. The stamp, I could have sworn she did, she did that on NXT when she was there. I could oh, be maybe. wrong. I remember her doing something that was really freaking cool like that. But, nonetheless, it was cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, great segment. Cool to get more character development, you know, um, for both acts, quite frankly, with with this. I liked it. I thought it was very good tonight. Um, I like the build up. This definitely keeps me interested in the show. And I think it was good that we didn't have Roman and Jay once yeah. again dominating uh, the proceedings. Not even, that they're bad, but. Even though it's my favorite storyline. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. You know, just something. Why am I so overexposed tonight with the exposure there? Let me just turn that down a little bit. No, but it goes right back up. Okay, you're getting <laughs> Ghost Glenn tonight on the video. Uh, so, Bigfoot Sneakerhead 499. Matt, what's Bigfoot Sneakerhead? What's your nickname? What did you call him before? Romel. That's my boy. That's my boy. Yes, you said my dog. That's my dog. And I was like, ooh, Matt's like, talking friend. early 90s hip hop. Uh, Bigfoot sneakerhead Matt Morgan's <laughs> dog, that's D-A-W-G, didn't really like the show tonight. Roman Reigns was great, wish Triple H was in charge, and bringing that NXT mentality. So, first and foremost, I want to give Big big uh, Foot Sneakerhead, I forget his gimmick name, I know his real name, uh, shout out because he started on Thrive. Uh, oh, nice. Uh, just today. I'm proud of him. Uh, he's going to be changing his world, man, changing his life. I'm proud of this went out on camera. Um, I agree with him on, on Hunter. Dude, just give the guy the reins already. I know it ain't going to happen until Vince is gone, but, like, it's the truth. It just is the truth. So much will finally advance with this company as a whole. I, I really feel that. I feel strongly about that. Um, but can you imagine what Raw would look like? You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. If, like, if, like, Hunter and Stephanie like, were fully in charge of it. I'm, I'm not saying it'd be perfect, but it'd be much better product no, I agree all around from top to bottom. But what was I going to say to my boy uh, Romel here was that I still think SmackDown's a zillion times light years ahead of Raw. It's much better than Raw. We were saying that before tonight's show. Raw yeah. is so hard to watch. Again, I'm a wrestling fan. I want to see good wrestling. I'm begging. I'm, uh, we're all in. All of us. All of us wrestling fans that tune in every week we might bitch and moan about it. Let's just be honest. We're all in. We're going to watch no matter what they put out there. Generally speaking, I'm one of them. You're one of them. Right? We keep coming back for more. Um, yeah. But 
Raw's a tough one to watch, and I I don't know if that's the reason I should be saying SmackDown is so good by comparison, but I felt tonight's show was good. I did. I liked it. Um, yeah, and I love the bookends tonight, uh, the way they set up Carmella and Sasha. I am Eric speaking along movies asking, have we never watched Gone with the Wind? As a No, I've actually never seen that. And as a child, I remember I my was father. forced to. Yeah. If you were forced, forced to, like, to in Sorry. history class? By my grandma. No, by my grandma, oh. my cousins, my aunt. Really? Ugh, when, wow. I was being baby, when I was being baby, when I was being babysat. And back then in the day, wow. you had like hang out in the living room with your family. Like you, I wasn't allowed to like, get up and go like play in the room and stuff like that. Like, yeah. Because I was a bad kid. <laughs> so I had to like <laughs> sit there. Ugh, that movie took forever. I remember my father would come home from the video store with like Ben Hur or West Side Story VHS tapes that came on two uh-huh. cassettes. And I was oh, just yeah, like, I no. I was just like, this is not happening. Put my mm-hmm. foot down. I think Gone with Wind was one of them. Yeah. For me as a kid, they just put on The Wizard of Oz. I feel like The Wizard of Oz was on constantly in the background when family was around. Oh, wait. I take that back. Mine yeah. was, nope. It was Sound of Music. I'm confusing this with. My apologies. <laughs> Wait a second. You're confusing Sound of Music with Gone yes, with the Wind. Two very different movies. Uh, it's like that time Incredibly my brother, um, I was saying to my brother, I was like, did you ever see uh, The Color Purple? And he was like, oh, of course. I'm a huge Prince fan. And I was like, two totally different movies you're confusing there between the two. Very, very but, different. But, see that book but, let's just, but, but, but yeah. we got to be honest. Amazing brand identification by Prince <laughs> with Purple Rain. I'm sorry, it just is. Everybody thinks purple. Yeah, I agree. A lot of people will think Prince. Color Purple, very different film. Uh, yes. Jody Shauna Jenkins, Canadian $5. That's like $4 American. Hey, Matt, did you find it trippy that Powerhouse Hobbs did the Debo gimmick on Guevara's show and then Lister yeah, passed away right? like a day after? Yeah, I mean, not not, not trippy. It's a, 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 a you know, um, what's the word? A quinketing coincidence. But um, I hope he does more of it for what it's worth. I, I really do, Jody, uh, because if it's Jody that wrote that, not the, not the hubby, um, because <laughs> it's a gr- it's a great gimmick. He does it so well. Glenn, yeah. if you haven't watched it, I know you don't watch like some of these YouTube shows the guys do, but Guevara's sh- YouTube show I generally watch, and he and Hobbs is on it. He comes into like the locker room, dude, and like takes one of the dudes' bang energies. Like that's my bang energy. And he drinks even though he had one in his hand already. It it does. It's a total bully gimmick, and, and he's good at it. And I hope they do it on TV. I just i I've, I've seen Bang Energy in person with its birthday cake flavor, and even just thinking about that makes my teeth hurt. Dude, I, I don't it, know why. I, I used to be one of them back in the day that used to think it was great. It's to each their own, but um, you know, I will remind everybody that creatine makes you retain and hold water. Um, it's true. And two hundred fifty mil- milligrams of caffeine is not a good thing no no it is not yes um my doctor my doctor says otherwise to me (laughs) the the grossest soda i ever drank growing up and i think about it 30 some odd years later i think about hubba bubba soda that was flavored like bubble there was a hubba bubba soda yes and you know what it tasted like remember when you go to the uh when you go to the uh the dentist and they put the fluoride treatment on your teeth and they'd be like oh we've got bubblegum flavor and you sit yes. there for three minutes drooling and salivating 100 it, it tasted like that syrup mixed with seltzer water that's what the bubblegum soda tasted like 
It was disgusting. And I think about it. I think about it all the time. I wish I could find it. I would buy more now because I, I just want to try it again because it was so weird. That's hilarious. I, I feel like I missed out on something, though, because I never heard of Bubba Bubba Soda. We all, you know, I was late to the Ecto Cooler. I uh, discovered that, like, in the mid-90s. I'm just saying, oh, you know, sometimes. Ecto, I remember that. Ecto <laughs> Cooler. That was good. You know, speaking of drinks, uh, we should take a moment and give a shout-out to a yes. brand-new sponsor of tonight's episode. So, Matt, you've been drinking this. I've been drinking this. And this is Hydrant. Yes. Uh, let me tell you about Hydrant. Uh, here, let me put this up on the screen. Uh, we all know that drinking enough water is critical for a healthy lifestyle. It increases right your there. brain power, gives you energy, it boosts your productivity, it helps you focus, prevents headaches and helps your digestion, even improves your skin and mood, it prevents bad breath, it can even help you lose weight. But by the time you feel thirsty, here's the deal. It's already too late. When you're dehydrated, you can't concentrate, you feel tired, you go on long tangents in the middle of a wrestling podcast. And you know, now that the weather is colder, your energy is <coughs> lower, it's so easy to get off track. But how much water should you drink? Do you drink each day? 10 cups a gallon. The good news is that it doesn't have to be so complicated. Hydrant helps you hydrate faster. Hydrant is a refreshing, scientifically balanced powder that you mix with water to hydrate quickly. It helps you stay hydrated longer than just drinking water alone. It contains four key electrolytes, sodium, potassium, magnesium, and zinc. It's made with real fruit juice powder, so no artificial sweeteners or colors, no nonsense, all science, and there are del delicious and refreshing flavors like blood orange, lime, grapefruit, Plus, flavors with caffeine like orange and raspberry lemonade. I'm having some of the uh, lime right now. Matt, you've tried the blood orange. Uh, you've tried all of them, actually, but tell me. That's blood, blood orange. orange. Right here. That's Matt. blood orange right here. Wow. Um, and, uh, excellent. Excellent. And, and more importantly, it worked. Something. Glenn, it, can you see me? Yeah, yeah. Hello? Glenn. Yes. Can you hear me? See me? Okay. Um, the, the the best way to what, the way I like it to use it the most is similar to what Glenn has used it for. Um, something you want to take right before you go to bed as well. Yeah. To make sure you're not getting up like 90 different times and want to drink more water throughout the night and piss 50,000 times, you know? <laughs> um, because the, the best part is it tastes really good. It doesn't taste like some nasty, like Gatorade after a while. And I'm like, you guys. Like oh, after yeah. you drink one, you're like, yeah, you're over it. You don't want to drink any more of it. It has a, dis a very distinct taste to it. I just, I don't hate it. I just don't think it's great. This stuff, yeah. Hydrant, actually tastes really good. And you definitely go to bed hydrated. That is for sure. And there's a million other ways you can use it. You can use this in the gym with your workouts. You can use this when you first get up. There's a million ways you can use this. Absolutely. I use it first thing in the morning. I drink, I put just a small glass. I mix it in right before I go to sleep. So that way, yeah, I'm hydrated throughout the night. I sleep better. I'm not getting up having to pee a million times. It's really nice. Uh, I take it throughout the day. I like it because what I hate is, Matt, look how much water you drink all the time. I feel mm -hmm. like I'm constantly just getting up, having to get more water. With Hydrant, I can cut down on those trips to, to refuel and just have one glass of water you know, knock it out in a condensed fashion. Um, it's absolutely fantastic. Hey, uh, you really need to try it for yourself though, to see what we're talking about. This stuff tastes incredible. It works. Plus it's backed by a hundred percent satisfaction guarantee. So if you don't love it, just send it back for a full refund. And we've got a special offer for our listeners to try hydrant with a free five pack. You're just going to pay four 99 shipping and handling to get in on this deal. Go to drinkhydrant.com slash W I N C that's D R I N K hydrant. H-Y-D-R-A-N-T dot com slash W-I-N-C W-I-N-C to try it free. Hydrant is where water meets wellness. 
drinkhydrant.com slash WYNC. Try it free. Just going to pay that shipping and handling charge. And let us know what your favorite flavor is. I've been uh, drinking this stuff for a couple months now. I love it. Sent it to Matt, got him hooked up with it. Uh, everyone really, really digs it. And we thank mm -hmm. them for sponsoring the Wrestling Inc. podcast. We do. So back to the show tonight. Uh, we had Dolph Ziggler versus Montez Ford. They're keeping this going okay. with the Street Profits and Rudin Ziggler. But these are great singles matches. Say what you want. They're very good. They're very, very good. Uh, both are two very good talents as far as once the bell rings. I would say for Dolph. Uh, Montez Ford is a future. Do I say main eventer? I don't know, but he's definitely a future single star. I think it's giving them something to do, but do we really think that Rude and Ziggler are ever going to go over on these guys? I hope not. Hmm. We'll see. Is there a delay on my thing? There is a delay. You look like you were really having a thoughtful answer. Like you were really thinking about it hard. Right. I'm going to get out and come back then. Matt's going to get right. out and come back in. Um, <laughs> we know his thoughts on Bobby Roode and Dolph Ziggler. He likes them more than I do. But I just think the Street Profits have so much talent, so much potential. They look like superstars. The stuff with the cups flying everywhere. It's great. It works. Uh, they're a hot act. And um, I don't know. I want to see them get into some hot, hot feuds. Uh, oh, we saw Sami Zayn. Backstage ranting to the merchandise guy when Big E came in. Uh, Big E was showing his new T-shirt. Sami Zayn didn't get one. Apollo Crews and Callisto were there in the background talking with Tamina. And uh, I like the little uh, stick figure shirt they made for Sami Zayn. I would actually maybe buy one of those if I was in the market for some wrestling merchandise. It was very entertaining. Sami continues to be absolutely hilarious and working very uh, well in this role. And then going from this into Sami Zayn versus Big E... This was interesting with Sammy getting the win via countout. I like that they're keeping it competitive. I mean, look, we know Big E, in terms of just his size uh, advantage, definitely could, uh, you know, take Sammy in a fight. I think uh, they're saving something for TLC, most likely, where I could fully see Big E becoming the Intercontinental Champion uh, with the way they're going with the storyline. But uh, this was a really good match. Sami Zayn never puts on a bad match. Uh, I think with Big E, it was really good. Um, I like Sammy mocking Big E and his dance. I thought this was really a lot of fun. And uh, yes, as Tina Miller saying, welcome to the one-on-one -on -one with Glenn. This is what happens when Matt Morgan has issues. Could you imagine if I was just doing the podcast by myself each and every week? It would, uh, it would be me going on tangents with no one to play off of and just talking about the show. Let's see how long this mass. Matt, Matt Morgan, please, please, please get back on this podcast. It's very awkward. I'm just talking to the chat room right now. I'm looking at the chat room, seeing what the chat room has going on. Hope everyone's Friday night's going well. Anyhow, uh, Justin Lopez, $10 super chat. News broke today that Vince isn't happy with the way the big men on the main roster are working. Keith Lee, Otis, and a few more. And he's demanding that they go take classes at the Performance Center on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Is it a good sign when your boss is saying, like, uh, especially something related to your job? I remember, and this was early on when I was a journalist, and 
I fully admit that I skated for years on the fact I was a teenager. I was writing about video games. I, w- I was an okay writer. Um, I think, uh, you know, I had some charm in my awkwardness and how I wrote as a teenager. And I remember when I got one of my first jobs, uh, it was when I was at GameSpot as an editor, uh, someone saying like, hey, we maybe want to do a little bit of writing lessons. Just, you know, once or two tw- times a week, talk about grammar and structure, about the correct way to like punctuate sentences, the difference between using which rather than uh, that uh you know proper use of the term myriad so i don't know i didn't take it so much as an insult but i could see where some people would be like i wrestle for a living and now you're making me take the wrestling classes when i'm on the main roster um i could see where that would freak some people out but then again i will say this i'm a big believer in that whatever you do for a living you can always be better at it and we get so caught up in the hustle and bustle of doing our jobs sometime that we don't take the time to improve ourselves, to improve our skill set, and really try and make a difference with uh, our own aptitude and abilities. So I think looking at it through that lens, it absolutely makes sense uh, to have people work on these things. I mean, I love the idea uh, with my business I run and my employees and with myself. I think about this all the time. Like if I had a little more time. I would love to take classes on Excel. I would love to learn more about uh, working with pivot tables um, or just even like brush up on some writing skills, just find some time to to sort of enable and better myself and keep learning while I'm trying to do my job. So I think it's an opportunity. And I think that if you're not at the top of your game on the roster, you shouldn't see this as an insult. You should see it as an opportunity to how you can take things to the next level. So I could absolutely get where some people would sort of freak out on this and be like, oh, this is demeaning. I've already been through this. Why am I going back and doing it? But um, I think everyone on the roster should be doing this if they're not at the top of their game. And I think they should keep workshopping it. If you think about the Performance Center, and what they do in promo class there. And I don't know if you've ever seen the videos of NXT promo class, but they have uh, all the students sitting around in a room. They're getting up. Sometimes they're doing challenges where it's, you know, try this character, try this idea. I think it would be highly beneficial if they kept doing that on the main roster and had that sort of workshop. But I bet you the attitude, a lot of these superstars um, that are making main roster money on Raw and SmackDown are thinking like promo class, I'm past that. Um, so I don't know. I think that developing one's skills is a good way to keep sharp. And I encourage everyone to do that in their day-to-day life, whether you're a WWE talent or not. Uh, Joni Shauna Jenkins has a question for Matt. Uh, Eric Grathwall, wow, out of nowhere, 499, saying he has a few old issues of Wizard Magazine with my articles. Uh, pictures of me wearing a very awkward hat. So uh, you can find those online if you look for them. There are some bad photos of me out. Man, my awkward ears are better documented than most. Uh, I mean, Matt's awkward ears are documented as well, but his came in his 20s. Mine came in my teens. Uh, but no, seriously. Uh, yeah, uh, I remember that the hat. I wore in my Wizard Magazine author uh, byline photo. Oh, that was something else. Okay, so let's see what else the chat room has going on. There's Matt Morgan. Missing out here. I'm getting to getting to know the chat room, Matt. You good? Yeah. That where the hell did you take a left turn on this other talking about your wizard oh, articles? So we were talking about uh, Vince is sent some of the big men, Keith Lee, Otis, and a few more, making them take classes at the Performance Center. And I was talking about I could see where people would be like, I'm a wrestler. I'm on the main roster. I've already made it. You. 
there's nothing you could teach me. I'm not going to go to the performance center. And I was talking about when I was a teenage video game journalist, I wrote okay for like a teenager. But then let when I got like, this. it's, can you hear me? Yes. Yes. But uh, let me finish though. You want to finish why I was talking I, about I, this? Matt's like, I don't care. I'm good. I'm having an issue with you hearing you. Okay. That's fine. Um, you take it. Really quick uh, to the question here from Justin Lopez. I'm hoping you read it. Um, this is what they've done. This is their fault. This is the talent's fault. This is WWE's fault. Um, you've not booked them. When you bring these guys up and you have them take losses and 50-50 style booking and don't make them look domineering like you used to do, a tried and true tradition that always works on how to book man, I would say uh, book a big man 101, is what they did with Braun Strowman when they got him out of the uh, uh, Wyatt family and they booked him in a singles run. How they started that for him was perfect. They did it with Nia Jax perfectly as well. That's what they need to do with Keith Lee. And for the life of me, they just, they won't do it. I don't know why. They screwed with his music. They screwed with what he was wearing to the ring. The stupidest thing you can do to a talent is put them in scenarios in which they're not comfortable. True. It's the stupidest thing you can do. And they well, did on, it camera. To Keith, on camera. They did it to Keith Lee right off the bat with his music, what he was wearing. Um... And then right away, they put him in there with Randy, which, oh, he's going to get a rub. I'd rather him not get the Randy rub. I'd rather him just squash people in 30-second kill matches for the first, you know, few weeks or five weeks, whatever. And same if you want to take Otis. Otis is a comedy character. What the hell do you want from him? Like, are you kidding me? Here's a guy you have talking about lunchboxes with money in the the, whatever the hell it is. (laughs) Money in the briefcase crap. Doing stupid old 1982 fat people jokes, stupid corny stereotypes that you play on them. Okay, what do you expect? What is yeah. it you guys expect to happen? That he's all of a sudden going to be looked at as Bam Bam Bigelow all of a sudden? No. You get what you freaking uh, sow. You, you know, the seeds you guys put in the ground, this is what happens. This is exactly what happens. This is their fault, not the talent's fault. But, Matt, let me ask you this. Can you hear me? Yes. Okay, so when you were on the main roster, uh, did they have, like, the type of workshops and promo classes that they have at the center in NXT? Where no, I'll, I'll give you an example. When I yeah. first got called up, I needed more work. So one, well, there's one week where they're like, hey, can you go? I know you got your trans transportation to go home, back to Connecticut, but is there any way that you can go down to Kentucky and work with Billy Gunn? Hell yeah. It's not like I had an option. If I said no, I would have looked bad. Um, so I, I was all over it. And I'd get into a week, a week's worth of in-ring work with Billy Gunn helping me, trying to help me improve. Um, and little things like that. Sure, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> well, there you go. Uh, Jody Sean Jenkins, Canadian $5. Matt, random question. But did you ever know a worker named Pete Platinum? I think he did some work with Glamour Boy Shane Sewell in oh. Mexico. Now, I know Glamour Boy Shane Sewell, of course. Shane, one of the more most underrated wrestlers, actually. I have no problem saying that, actually. One of the, I'd say a top 10, one of the most underrated wrestlers from my time in wrestling. Very, very good talent. Don't know Pete Platinum, though. I'm sorry. There you go. Joni Shaw Jenkins making it rain with those Aquamarine Canadian $5 bills. Um, So let's see what else we got. Here, uh, oh, so we talked uh, about Sami Zayn and Big E. Love the promo, love the match, a lot of fun. You think Big E is going to take mm-hmm. this title off Sami at TLC? Yes, definitely, yeah. absolutely. 
Absolutely. Uh, Bailey's promo backstage, sending well wishes to Carmella ahead of tonight's match, uh, <laughs> dissing Bianca Belair. Uh, what, what did Bianca say about uh, Bailey's haircut? Like your hair is uneven or lopsided. Uh, I don't know. Made my wife laugh really hard. Um, I like these two together. I think this is going to be great if they really, really let this play out uh, and have a longer, more involved feud. This tonight got me super invested in seeing these two work together. So, so it wasn't what she said; it's how she said. It. Like she clowned her, and it was hilarious. Yes. Um, but <clears throat> think about the two women's angles that they have right there at this point in the show. These are two really good, good uh, angles. Like four really good talents. Yeah. Like re- really good, interesting storylines. Because I was worried. Okay, when oh god, when when Bailey was gonna was finished working with Sasha. I was like, crap, I don't want this to end because this is a great angle. I love it. And uh, it was really catching fire, right? I think it was a, that did big numbers for SmackDown. And sure enough, they, they've been able to pull it off because I'm interested in both of these angles. Well, they're doing what they should have been doing all along, which is you take women that are that can Super main over and you sprinkle their whatever yeah, their and name you, is, you dust them on them. Yes. You, so you right now, you're putting Bailey dust on uh, um, what's her name? Come on, Bianca. Bianca, and you're sprinkling. Uh, uh, God, Sasha dang, Dust. folks, Sasha. What Sasha is going Dust. on with me? Sasha Dust on um on her opponent. You know what I mean? Then you 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 help elevate them. It's a rub that you get from that. But called yeah yeah. They're both. I will argue. They're not on equal standing with those two girls. Obviously, not yet. No, Bianca will. Bianca will. No, absolutely. They're they're <coughs> doing the right thing uh, with both of these uh, and how they're building these feuds. Bigfoot yes. Sneaker had four ninety nine. They need to create more tag teams. Miss the Heart Foundation, Demolition, yes. Midnight Express, the Rockers, Legion of Doom, and the British Bulldogs. Oh yes, he's right, dude. The tag team division was so good; it was one functioning unit. When you think of these tag teams, like the Heart Foundation, I always thought pink and black, right? Um, yeah. The Bulldogs, I thought this is crazy, probably, but Matilda, Captain Lou. Uh, um, it always made you think something. The killer bees, I always use as an example. Um, they're always like one th- one unit, the rockers. Nowadays, it's just so far removed from that. Yeah, no, and, I and agree. To fair, and that, to be fair, it's because like Vince, over the years in these in these these interviews he's done, uh, Hunter and, and anybody who's worked for that company, Johnny Ace, all of them, they all say the same thing about it's single stars that are going to make the bigger money. You should be trying to, if you're not in this to be a world heavyweight champion, what are you doing in it? Okay. Well, I can't do that as a tag team specialist. Mm. Do you see what I'm saying? So they kind of cut off their nose despite their face by pushing that other thing. That makes sense. Uh, Micah Wallace seals 1999 going to Raj Geary, who, Lord knows what he's doing on his Friday night saying off topic. Wanted to ask this cause I'll forget on Wednesday, but with the impact AEW crossover, do you think AEW did this because they might have access to use the TNA impact tape library? They've got 20 former plus, 20 plus former wrestlers. But what would be the classic footage that TNA has of them? They don't have AJ Styles. Some with Joe. They have Daniels that I would argue I'd much, I'd be much more interested in the tape library of Daniels earlier career in Ring of Honor, where he started before Impact. Um, do you know what I mean? A lot of these people, weren't. this wasn't their first go-around with Impact. It was WWE, or it was uh, the Indies. Like, you have yeah. some great Young Bucks match, don't get me wrong, matches. 
But I don't think that's the reason, to be honest with you. No, I don't think that's why they're doing this. There you go. Uh, we had Kayla interviewing Carmella, uh, which is good. It was short, hyping up the main event. Oh, let's talk about this KO um, Roman segment. Owen's throwing weapons into the ring. I love this when he was talking about each individual, uh, you know, the ladder, the the uh, the chairs, the table, what he loves about each. This was fantastic. I mean, I know this feud is supposed to help solidify Roman, but – Owens is kicking up this level of intensity right now. He is. He's taking advantage. Long time. Yeah. He's taking. He's taking advantage of it. That's what he should be doing. So I'm happy for him. Yeah, and uh, Uso came out. Uh, Jay Uso. Owens put him through the table. The pop up powerbomb. Um, Roman came out with uh, with Paul Heyman, um, and uh, then Reigns was like sending Owens into the fencing, and they were getting into it. Um, this was really good. I mean, I know Roman was standing tall, but man, like KO, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I, I just have a, a bias, uh, because, you know, for, for guys with a, a body type similar to mine, I feel like he mm -hmm. sells it and he's credible, uh, as opposed to Otis, which is just like, I cringe, I cringe. It. Maybe, maybe I'm a little anti Otis for that reason. Maybe that's it. He just reminds me of like every bad joke I had to hear as a chubby kid growing up, you know? I don't know. Well, it's because it, I'll tell you why. Probably yeah. not that I'm you, but I, I'm, I'm guessing it's because it's he's going along with it. Mm -hmm. He's going mm -hmm. along with the stupid, stereotypical 1981 corny as hell joke, or 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 mean, not not real, but mean, incorrect stereotypes. Yeah. Um, maybe maybe it's that I don't know, but like to be fair though, Glenn, you used to love yourself some Otis. You I were, you love Manny and Otis. I thought Mandy knows. I like the Fast Times of Richmond High homage. I thought that was very clever. You had no like, problem with him winning Money in the Bank, don't you remember? Did I? No, I did. Didn't he? Uh, like it was a fumble and he caught it. Bro, he like tripped on a banana peel, got his yeah. ass kicked the whole entire match. Somehow it. Yes, the briefcase lands in his hands and he wins. No, let me be clear. I was against him <laughs> at the beginning, and then I commended him for getting over because you have to recognize what's uh, popular if you don't like, even if you don't like him. I thought the thing with Mandy was very dumb, but it gave us a couple of decent promos. And now I just kind of want to shake my head and be like, oh, Otis, like, I'm so sorry that this is where you're at right now. And this is how they're treating you. Like, <laughs> oh, Otis. Yeah, oh, Otis. I want to call up and be like, come on, isn't there something with dignity you can do for a living? <laughs> where you can hold your head up high and practically keep your shirt on? And that's the other thing, like, would he really be walking around with like a half cut off T-shirt like that? Like, like you know, Vince is sitting there like snickering and thinking it's like the funniest thing in the world. The first time he made that kid do that, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, come yeah. On, man, it's so it, stupid, it's so corny. And it's like the comedian Burt Kreischer has made a career out of taking off his shirt as sort of a gimmick. Burt Kreischer, though, ain't that ain't that overweight? Like compared right. to like Otis, like you know what I mean? Like there are limits. There's like. There's like um, there's like Hollywood fat, which is sort of like, hey, I'm overweight. I can play the husky guy, but it's not like really they're, overweight. It's just they're like, accentuating it is what that yeah. is. There's no guy, at least I don't think so. I hope so. I, at least I hope there's not. Not in 2020. Maybe in the 80s there was probably a style I would guess before I say this. But you don't see guys with like – or girls with like – guys especially with six-pack abs with like – the bottom of their t-shirt cut off. Like Billy Gunn, love you to death. I just saw him last night, actually. 
maybe Billy Gunn, but other than that, there's not many like people that would do that. So my point is, they do that on purpose for a poor Otis to accentuate. <laughs> See how big his stomach is? Yes. <laughs> Isn't that so funny? No, I've been rewatching. Uh, Why is that funny? I've been rewatching some King of Queens lately, and I love Kevin Kevin James. Um, and the, with him, they make a lot of jokes about his weight, but at the same time, like they still dress him well. Oh. You're supposed to sort of like laugh with him and not at him. And he like right. he makes most of the jokes about his weight. But with Otis, like, okay, so Matt, you hit your nail on the head. Uh, you hit the nail on the head. They're setting Otis up for people to laugh at him, not with him. That is yes. the issue. Yeah, yeah. And you know it's funny to say Kings. Man, I used to watch the show all the time. I don't think I picked I picked up on it at the time. Oh no, it's funny. Like, no, Kevin James will make he'll like, and I do this also with my wife it's a similar dynamic where like he'll make like a mean fat joke like he'll attribute it to his wife and he'll be like oh i see what you're saying like once again fatty screwed it up you know like he he makes right. the joke though right like, he's right. the one that's in control with it i'm just saying like <laughs> uh, there's a way to do it where you're laughing with someone not at them and with Otis. right like, and by yes. the way this isn't just otis i don't like when anybody's uh physical features or is there... uh, characteristic is met is used to make them a point of ridicule and mockery i don't like that I would hope most people don't. Yeah. And the funniest humor, I think, is when people are self-deprecating. Matt makes fun of himself. I make fun of myself. I like when people are in funny situations. But yeah, I just don't like when someone's the butt of a joke just because of uh, their physical appearance, especially. Um, Thomas Stinson, 499, saying, I'm kind of mad they acted like Roman didn't beat Jay's ass last week. I was looking for (laughs) a follow-up on that. I love that first sentence. I'm kind of, I'm kind of mad. They act like Roman did beat Jay's ass last week. <laughs> um, yeah, okay, they could have followed up a little bit more on that. I agree, Thomas. But uh, I don't know about you. I love this storyline so much. I don't want to see them screw the pooch on this and oversaturate it. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. No, and th- I, you don't think they have already? I feel like it's dominated every SmackDown for the last three months. But but I will argue it's all bang. Great. I'll, I'll Great. say this. Did Roman beat up Jay last week? Because I, I go back and forth. Like, are they fighting? Is Jay, is he bringing out another level of intensity in Jay? And Jay stepping it up? Or is he upset with Jay and, like, beating? Like, I have yeah. trouble remembering yeah. where we're at in their dysfunctional relationship. We're at, he's still trying to, he's still being Roman serv- servant, if you will. His sommelier. Why is he fetching glasses of champagne? <laughs> do you know what I mean? He's still got to do the, the gimmick, which is a, a great baby face turn when it's ready again. Yes. Uh, you should introduce that. I'm Roman Reigns, and this is my manservant, Jay. Uh, Justin Lopez, 999. WrestleVotes tweeted that Rock won't be available until 2022's WrestleMania. And the plans for Mania are Roman versus Goldberg, Edge versus Orton, and Drew defending versus Brock and Keith Lee, despite the news that broke today. Wait, and Drew defending versus Brock and Keith Lee. What was the news that broke today? I don't know. Someone in the chat room told me the news that broke today. Justin Lopez, good job on that, by the way. That is that's good. Justin Lopez, you don't have to pay money to tell us like wrestling scoops. But I appreciate no, Raj appreciates it. I appreciate it, but Raj appreciates it more. Um so what Bet your Raj already knew all that. Do you ever to get that when you try and tell Raj like you want to talk you want to just say like with anything it's like oh I knew that already yeah oh yeah, yeah. I saw that I knew that a couple days ago yes yeah, yes very, very much a one upper uh 
Michael Wallace <laughs> Fields, 499, can't use WCW or WWE products, so could use it for Sting, Daniels, Taz's commentary, Cody Bucks, Dustin Lucha Brothers, LAX, and others. Uh, for do the, you really? You know, well, what are you going to show? I'll tell Celtic this argument on. What are you going to do? You know, I love Micah. Micah, what are you going to do with footage of Cody Rhodes for his cup of coffee and impact? Seriously. Yeah. Dustin for his black rain? He doesn't ever want anybody to see that. I watched some of that on YouTube the other day. Thinking he, about did a, he did a good job. The company didn't with it, I would argue. I mean, it wasn't actually, he did kind of pull that off. Now that I think about it, it was actually pretty good. But, but see, he was like really big, but he wasn't coming out there and they weren't like, right. they, it, he wasn't, had more it wasn't gold dust. Rain. Yeah, he had it more black rain than gold dust. It, it wasn't gold dust big time. But, but gold dust, you could steal main events with. He was intercontinental level wrestler all the time, right? Yeah. Um, super big, big name talent, man. But uh, the other ones too, like it's not enough, not not for what they're giving. There's something else going on here that we just that I don't know, but I don't know why Omega's going back to Impact, and I don't oh, see yeah. why AEW is getting out of this. Sorry, I don't know. Uh, Corona shot five dollars, saying Paul Heyman stating nothing wrong at all tonight. The head of the table is the one to call the shots. Also, of Roman mentioning KO's family. I thought this family thing is kind of. Does this come up in your day-to-day life a lot? Like, I don't get into fights with people where they start mentioning, like, you're embarrassing your family. Make your family proud. It's like, eh, my family pretty much has decided how they felt about me about 30 years ago. I don't think what I do is really going to change their opinion of me much. So here's what's what's happening, Glenn. Yes. Once again, being stuck in 1981, or the 80s, that's my (laughs) favorite era to choose here, of being stuck behind the times. And that's what they're doing with this. I will argue with it's manly to call out how another man what is the husband of his family the father of yeah. his family and you know what i mean like and like that those are fighting words you know, you know what i mean like i think that's what they're thinking when they write this crap up <laughs> could you imagine like when you, know you got, when you got jumped by the mexicals like your dad called <laughs> you the next day is like really disappointed in your son you i think the family might- down no, yeah. worse, worse, no, worse. Hoovy gets on the mic after kicking my ass, all three of them, and putting the rake down that they freaking smashed across my back, which I really did hurt. Um, and he goes, Matt Morgan, your dad is going to be so embarrassed to call you a son after this. <laughs> fact, one day when you get married, your wife, you know, in fact, you're not going to get married now because no woman in the world would ever want you. You'd be a terrible husband because of this incident right now. Like, what do you, <laughs> what? But wouldn't it be funny when you proposed to 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 Larissa if she was like, ah, the Mexicals thing, I can't do it. Uh, man, I don't know. I don't know, man. They came out on lawnmowers. They jumped you pretty quickly. I don't know. No, sorry. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying, like, they really, really, really try and... Uh... That's what I think it is, man. I think, oh, you're really calling a man out doing this. You know what I mean? <laughs> Those are fighting words. <laughs> Uh, Jackson Callens, uh, saying, yo, Glenn, no money for Raj. Ain't got money for Raj, but you and Matt playing the blue shirt thing. We did not, uh, was almost going to change it. I was like, eh. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. You can see me. <laughs> I can see you when the super chats are on. Uh, yeah. Everyone's talking about the shirts. Uh, oh, here we go. Uh, so we'll talk about this. Uh, Tina Miller, this is a good segue, saying uh, she felt bad for Chad Gable when they put the Shorty G stuff on him. Uh-huh. It's become from my head growing up, so it didn't sit well with me. Um, <sighs> yes, of course. Of course it didn't fit, sit well with, I don't think, anybody. 
I'm being dead serious. I don't think any fan was like, oh, this is awesome. This is going to get over gangbusters. And I mean, maybe they think this is like brilliant when they do stuff like that, but I'm just, I don't know. I mean, I feel like a lot of the wrestling demographic and I do not mean to paint with a broad brush, but like as a kid, we were nerds. We got into nerdy things like wrestling, comic books, video games, Mm -hmm. you know? So I think, do they think it resonates with the audience? Cause they're going to think, Oh, I remember what it was like to be picked on. So I can't wait to see them go over on the big bully and the bad guy. I think so. I think you hit it right there, actually. I think if we're giving them credit, okay. Yeah. Yes. But uh, we go to Otis. We go to so many other things. I could see their phony rationalizations for some of these situations, how they book their talents. Like, for instance, in Vince's head, there's no way uh, Otis could get a girl like Mandy. Isn't this great? He's getting, that's, that's the payoff. That's yeah. his big baby face moment in the sun, don't you see? He's walking up the stage with this beautiful girl in his arms. Like I, I think, like that, I don't believe it's a real thing in Vince's head. I think he just does it to, to I don't know how to explain it in words. <laughs> yeah, it's just very. I don't know. I, I don't trust it ever. I'm just being honest, guys. I don't. I, I just don't trust it ever. I think that's the right way to say this. I always think that there's a meanness to a lot of it sometimes. Uh, so the Riot Squad beat Billy Kay with surprise tag partner Natalia tonight. Riot Squad looked really, really good. Ruby and Liv uh, in their gear tonight. I think they had yeah. swagger. I like they got a quick win here. I feel bad for Billy Kay uh, to a lesser extent Natalia because she's kind of in this role quite often. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Billy Kay, I don't know what they're doing with her. Um, I just got done preaching about tag teams looking like a real tag team, single functioning unit. The, I got to give them credit. I'm not a Ruby Riot fan. I, I am a huge Liv Morgan fan. I still want to see her be a singles star. But yeah. I've got to give them credit. They had tan. They were a tag team. They looked like a tag team. They did look like that single functioning unit. Yeah. So they did a great job. Um, we saw Matt. I'm sure you love this training montage of Shorty G. Uh, why am I still calling that? Chad you can't Gabe. call him that. I know. See, I, there, it's in my mind. It's burned in my brain. I'm going to think about this forever now. Vince knew uh, it would be. It's, it's like, I, on AEW, part of the reason I had to stop, I kept wanting to say Dean Ambrose. It's just where my mind went. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but no, we, so we saw Chad Gable training uh, Otis. I'll say this, like, they're not making the gimmick like, well, he's short and he's fat. Like, they're making Gable look, I mean, Team Alpha. Like, it's a little... They're treating it a little comedically, which is weird because Chad Gable is like super talented, probably best yeah. technical yeah. wrestler in the yes. entire company. Um, but I was thinking yep. about this, and Matt, I know we have great chemistry on this podcast. I know uh, we got a good thing, and people would probably love to see us in the ring together. But if uh, I were a wrestler and you were a wrestler, and you're supposed to be a superstar athlete, and they're putting you in skits like this with me tonight, like you would be like, "What the f's going on with my career? Why am I doing this? Can I get? Can I go to AEW?" <laughs> Like, can I get hired? Like, Gable's got to be thinking, like, uh, yeah, I look good, but come on, this is not. Okay, normally I would say yes, he would probably be thinking that. But after the whole Shorty G crap and how they booked him, True. no, he's not saying that. He's uh, he's saying I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna be able to help get this over and make the most, maximize my minutes, if you will, you know. And by the way, for the record, Otis lifts at my gym, dude. He, oh. He's he is strong as an ox. He's strong as hell, he, and he works out really hard, actually. Um, 
So the comedy stuff, I just don't get where they get it from, but whatever. The worm was really over when he was doing that. I thought that was... Uh... It was over. Yeah. That's why we got to get freaking... It's so hard. You want to have fans come back so you can see how these talents are getting reactions. You know what I mean? Especially Roman. I really want to see how fans react to it. It's crazy. And, th- and that's my thing with it is like he did get the money in the bank briefcase granted in a banana peel sort of way. He did mm-hmm. get Mandy. He was having like a good push and again was super over despite. Yes, he was life, live uh, fans. Yep. And then the, for them to just pull the rug out from under him, it's just kind of like, what happened? Like, this is I, just. I, I think I think I just answered my own question. I think we answered our own question. I think yeah. not having the live fans there anymore. Oh, okay. Because okay. at first, he wasn't designed to get over. The fans just started popping for him big time, unexpectedly. Yeah. And he took off. The fans were louder and louder for him. If you go back and watch. That's Especially true. during the worm stuff he was doing. And they had no choice. They had to start using him. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so... This led to Cesaro and Shinsuke Nakamura. Okay, so this is the thing. They had a tag match against Otis and Chad Gable. And after this, after this hype, uh, the training, all this stuff, uh, they lose Otis and Gable to Cesaro and Shinsuke Nakamura, who did not need a win at all and are barely an afterthought right now in the current tag division. I agree with that. I agree. If you're going to put the time into a montage like that or a vignette, then what are you doing here? Why? Again, it's it's almost like there's a, there was this day that happened that I'm not aware of, where WWE creative just said, you know what, wins and losses do not matter at all. So from yeah. now on, no matter what angle's going on, we're gonna book everybody 50-50, even Steven. Oh, except that Brock Lesnar guy. <laughs> it's so hypocritical that they think that this booking theory works, but yet they don't do it, ironically, with their super duper stars. Do you know what I'm saying? But there's got to be a, there's got to be like some sort of logic to this, right? I mean, you can't. Where? Uh, Okay, I'll I'll give you the fake one. Oh, they'll get it back at the pay per view. They'll win at the pay per view. Okay. Okay, they better. I mean, when AEW introduced Abaddon, what was it versus Anna J? I want to say, and Anna J had the babyface promo, but she had one babyface promo. First we ever heard of her. She looked like she was going to come out and do magic tricks while wrestling, and then Abaddon debuted and like just destroyed her. That was phenomenal. But you they've been giving Otis this babyface build, uh, this rebranding, building him with Chad Gable. It's serious. Look what's happening with this training to do all this build up and then have them lose relatively quickly just seems I mean, I'm sure it's making Vince laugh, but it's uh counter counter counterproductive. That's yeah, I don't know. Um oh we saw Baron Corbin backstage uh with Steve Cutler and Wesley Blake, the Knights of the Lone Wolf. What? That's what he referred to, man. I was like, oh, the lone wolf. Bringing back Lenny's gimmick from Laverne and Shirley. Rest in peace, uh, David Lander Squiggy, who passed away last week. Yeah, uh, going on the show when we were saying our condolences. Wait, really? You were talking about David Lander passing away? Yes. Oh, Dude, cool. I, I, I even put over how I always wanted uh, Lenny's jacket. You can get a replica of Lenny's jacket. The orange that. jacket. Yeah, the lone wolf with Laverne's L. Yes. The L. Yeah. That's all I was thinking of. Man, I got I was listening to the Lenny and the Squig Tones record again the other day, like not politically incorrect or politically correct, but that night after night song is freaking still makes me giggle. Uh, they're still funny. Uh, but yes, Baron Corbin, not so much. And the Knights of the Lone Wolf, meh. And the way they're dressed, what's with what's with the what are they wearing? Like hoodies with sport coats over them? Like I don't even know. It was bad. 
Yes, Tina Miller saying, if you have friends, you're no longer a lone wolf. But, you know, Lenny did have Squiggy. So using that logic all makes sense. True. <laughs> um, so SmackDown Women's title match tonight. I love this main event. Carmella versus Sasha Banks. Why did they give this away on free TV? Because I think this is the first time they faced each other. Um, I thought this was <clears throat> fantastic. I'm sure they've had to because yeah, maybe Sasha was on Raw at the time. But I was going to say when Carmella was champ, don't forget, people forget, Carmella was the women's champion. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd like to think she's wrestled her before. I'm sure she has somewhere in there, but regardless of which, not in this incarnation, right? Yeah. Um, great match. Again, you do ask yourself that. How the hell did they get this away for free? But um, Raj's answer to that every time I ask that is they're on Fox. They've got to get ratings up. It's a different time than when you were there, Matt, which they made people pay to see bigger matches like that, right? Yeah. Um, and if it was a big match, there would definitely not be a finish, you know? Um, so, like, I guess they kind of, I don't know. This was good, though. Great match. It was really good. They gave it like 20 minutes. Um, like the DQ ending, like Carmella uh, smashing Sasha with the uh, gimmicked uh, yeah. champagne bottle, which gets her heat, it gets her heat, man. That was good. And the sommelier, Tommy the sommelier. Is that his um, name, Tommy? I believe it's Tommy, according to the Wrestling Inc. recap. Yes, Tommy, her messenger, messenger guy, Tommy the sommelier, <laughs> which is like, do you think the majority of the of the wrestling audience understands that reference. That's thinking about what a sommelier is. He's refreshing there. Uh, there you are. Sommelier. Matt, you know what a sommelier is? No. It's a wine store. It's like someone who brings you the wine at the restaurant. Oh, okay. Good. Yes. But, great, but awesome match, right? Yes. Fantastic match. Uh, we're going to get to uh, see what happens when they face each other again at TLC. Um, I think if you want to, I mean, I recommend watching this. I recommend watching all Smack, SmackDown, but especially watch the opening promo in this match. It was very, very good. I'm trying to think what else was really not, you can't miss it on this. What else was good? The Roman and Owens promo was very good. Yeah. I feel like something else I'm missing here. Oh, the the Big e. the, the Big E stuff was cool. Big e and Sami Zayn. It was all it was all very good. It was a very watchable show. I'm in a much better mood. You can tell when we come on this podcast, and you could see the looks on our faces. Maybe not right when we start, but about five minutes in, I think you can tell on this podcast. Like, did they enjoy tonight's show or did they not? Because when we're getting into it, and it's just like, oh my god, I can't believe we've got to cover. He is right. You're right. Yeah. Tonight, tonight was good. Uh, Myron Kid, five dollars. Uh, rest in peace to Debo. Weird because yes, Matt was talking about him this week. Of course, Mister Tom Tiny Lister, uh, Zeus, who passed away this week from complications from COVID, age sixty-two. Uh, this man, uh, such a presence in our childhood, right? Think about all the movies he was in, all the roles he had. I mean. Uh, of course, you know, he yep. had a stint as Zeus in WWE, as Debo in the Friday series. Um, I mean... Zeus in the wrestling movie with Hulk Hogan. Yes, and No Holds Barred. No Holds Barred, thanks. No, I mean... But Debo and Friday is like classic. 
classic. So many classic. roles. So many roles that he yeah. had that were uh, just very memorable. And he was, and he was in. I mean, just like I remember, he was in Runaway Train, uh, Eight Million Ways to Die, Extreme Pre uh, Prejudice, um, uh, Fifth Element, Posse. Uh, there was so much. And Fifth uh, Element was a big. That was a big one. No, absolutely, absolutely, and. Um, it's just sad, man. I mean, when we talk about this, it's like, I, I don't know if you have this thought, man. It's like, I just feel like, especially when we see people passing away from COVID, I mean, look, any death is tragic, but I just feel like these COVID deaths are just entirely uh, avoidable. And it makes me very frustrated with the he was, that we're in. Yeah, man. He was just on UpLive, which is an app I used to use uh, a yeah. while back, if your fans remember. He, he was on UpLive literally two days ago. Really? Wow. You know, he's always a little bit older, obviously. Um, and and his, his talking was, you know, normal. But he, he didn't look like he was sick, sick. Like, he didn't look like anything different than you'd see from him in an interview, I would say. You know yeah. what I mean? And yeah. it's just, boom. And life is precious, guys. Oh, I know. And, but I'll tell you, though, man, he leaves behind, looking at his IMDb page right now, he has more credits... I mean, this is this is insane. Like, I mean, hundreds of things he was yes. in, and I keep oh thinking God, yes. about them. Um, but yeah, the, his first role was in Webster, believe it or not, as a football player. Uh, he was on Perfect Strangers. He was in Beverly Hills Cop Two. Uh, oh, First and Ten on HBO. Um, no, yes, he was. Yeah, that's right. Uh, wrestling out, you know, as Zeus in WWE. He was on Matlock. I mean, this is just uh, what a career. He'll definitely be missed. Uh, just such a presence in so many things. And did you ever cross paths with him, Matt? What's that? Did you ever cross paths with him in person? In, uh, yeah. Work? Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Times. <sighs> so, yeah. Man, it's just sad. Very sad. Um, is there any other news that we didn't cover? I think we got everything. I think we got everything. I think we're good. I think we're good tonight. Matt, what do you got going on this weekend? Nothing but the fans out, um, fans, friends of the show, the podcast here that are still looking, uh, trying to get to the best shapes of their life, feel better, get more energy. The whole nine, you guys know where to hit me up. Uh, DM me on Instagram or on Facebook um, or Twitter, and we'll figure a way to get you guys started. Um, many of our show's listeners are starting it as we speak. It's great. excited as hell for them and to keep in contact with them and continue to help them. Um, but again, you guys know where to find me at BP Matt Morgan on Facebook at Matt Morgan's Facebook page. I created like maybe three weeks ago. Um, you can check That's me out right. there as well. And Matt, you should post a link on your Twitter to your Facebook page because I did have people DMing me. They were trying to find you on Facebook because, you know, your name, kind of common. Yes. want to make sure that they're able to get in touch with you. So you should definitely uh, post a link. Oh, and damn. I'll talk okay. to you about that off the air, about how we can okay. maybe shorten it a little bit. So, uh, okay. Noah, these are not Blue Chew shirts. Thank you, Jazz Cart. Uh, for <laughs> uh, I have I have a Blue Chew Blue shirt. Um, okay, let's wrap it up for tonight. Everyone will be back here Monday. Me, Matt, Raj Geary, question mark. Who knows? See you next time on the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. Take care. Bye, guys.